0: (laughs) Welcome to Moralia Python Radio With your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen
1: McIntyre
2: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio And tonight, we are talking black-headed pythons with Jason Hood I hope We're having some technical difficulties in the (laughs) background here. He's trying to connect, uh, but uh, no worries. He says the microphone is white. What is my? uh, Well, it's always white. Is that right?
3: Yeah, it's always white in mine.
2: Okay.
3: Um, But I'm just glad that we're back in the normal time, like at night, because I don't know about you, but it seemed like because we did the last show at, like, 10 in the morning.
2: Yeah, that was weird, right?
3: It's like we haven't been. It's like it's. It's like it's been too long since we did the show. And I'm like, God, this is weird.
0: I don't know why. Yeah. It was just
3: that one little thing that just threw us off. So it's like having a three-day weekend or something like that. It just messes you up for a little bit. So thank God we're back uh, with the normal things.
2: I don't know why I can't see him. Not
3: yet. Um,
2: But uh, hold on.
3: Well, we might want to give him the number just to have him call in. But
2: he gets bad. Reception is why. (laughs)
0: Go
2: ahead, Owen. Tell us about the show that you were at this weekend.
3: I vended the Oaks Reptile Show in Oaks, Pennsylvania, and I was two tables away from Port City Pythons. Oh, yeah? So Yeah, and I actually have um, stickers that are the rogue reptiles flag, and every time Joe left his table, I ran over there and put a sticker on something. So, um, by the end of the day, I think there were like three or four stickers on his like personal effects as well as him, uh, throughout the entire show. So, uh, it was a fun day, you know, you got to keep yourself a little entertained while you're at the show. But other than that, it was a really, really, really good show. Uh, A lot of people came by to talk carpet pythons, Morelia, uh, a lot of people who listened to the show. Uh, got to kind of do a bunch of stuff, got to take a look at a bunch of, uh, animals there. Um, I got my Chinese, uh, King rat snakes for finally. Um, and I was pretty much just playing with them behind the table all day. They are a really cool, interesting little species. If you, uh, are into colubrids or if you have a chance to check them out They're uh, especially the ones I got are hypo. So they look like little miniature Cobras, um, which is kind of just great because then you don't have to worry about death or anything like that. Um, But I'll throw a picture of them up into the NPR chat once I find that thing, wherever the hell it is. Um, But other than that, it was a good show. It, it, It took me a minute because I didn't realize it had been a while since I had done a show because I don't, I haven't done Hamburg in the longest time, and I skipped you guys uh, going out to Tinley with you guys. So, yeah, it was weird, like, getting all my stuff out and being like, oh, that's what's going <clears> on. So, yeah. I'm also going to throw a picture of Joe with a Rogue Reptile sticker on his back.
0: <laughs> 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 you got him, huh? <laughs> yeah, I
3: did. It's And it's funny because um, I'm talking with him, and I met, I met Joe's parents cause they swung by and I didn't realize, but his dad has been into reptiles and all that fun stuff. So, you know, he was there trying to sell some ball pythons and stuff like that. So it was cool. But, um, they, he's doing all the, uh, it, it's like, it's like looking 10 years in the past, like at some of my first couple shows and how I thought this was going to be cool and this was going to work. And, Man, that is aggravating, and I should do this instead. So it's like all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was cool talking to him about that, as well as what they're doing, what animals they got, what they're planning on, and all this other stuff. It was a pretty crowded show. So, um, which is weird because Oaks was always kind of dead when I did it before, and now it's kind of picked up. So
0: that's cool.
2: Yeah. Maybe I'll go there. <laughs>
3: oh, no. No, you're not like that. That's that's one of the other basic comments is like, where's Eric? I'm like, Eric doesn't do shows. (laughs) Eric, Eric is beyond this, but, um, it was, like I said, it was a good show. It was good to get out there and, uh, vend. And I got rid of some babies and picked up more babies. So I'm kind of dead even. Oh, dude. Was doing my breeding scheme for this year. Uh-huh. And I, I, I and I decided that I was going to be like you and I was going to lay out all the animals that I had and try to figure out which ones would fit with other ones. And in doing so, I've made a horrible discovery on just uh-huh. how many are here again. So uh, <laughs> it's it was just like, oh, my God, dude, there are uh, all of my breeding animals as well as animals that I've held back to breed. I am sitting pretty at 104 animals.
2: 104. Okay. Not
3: including babies for sale.
0: Wow. I know. That's not including.
3: <laughs> not including babies for sale. It's about 20-something babies for sale. So, <sighs> that's a that's that's pretty number awesome. I never thought I'd get to. <laughs> so... <laughs> But and I blame this show and you for most of that. Anyway.
0: Um
2: But yeah, so, it was a good show. I think I think we have Jason figured out. I'm sorry everybody. Cool. I'm sorta of like uh on the side here typing and whatnot, trying to uh to get stuff going because uh yeah, we want to talk blackheads tonight.
3: Yes, they, they didn't notice I was stalling for time. It's blatantly <laughs> obvious at this point.
2: Uh huh. So real quick, dude. Yeah. I was telling you before the show, no. I didn't really get to tell you, <laughs> but I'm just going to leave it at this. And yes. two weeks away from going yeah. to Australia. <laughs> how pumped am I? It's going to be friggin' awesome. I cannot are wait. You, are you oh packing? God,
3: like, are you trying to figure out the shit you might need? Because like, Zach is in Uganda right now.
2: Zach? Yes.
3: Yeah, he's in Uganda. Yeah. And he, he laid out all the crap he's taken to Uganda on like his bed to like show you what he's packing. And I mean like all I can think about is what the hell is Eric bringing to Australia? Like I mean dude I don't know. Are are you prepared? Like, you know Yeah, are you gonna snake boots? Because you no. told me where
2: you're staying is death-adder land. I
3: mean, you know. <laughs> nah, or... nah, we're not
2: <laughs> we're not sweating that, man. We got to fit in with the Australians, man. They don't worry about that.
3: All right, um, when, 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 you're, when you're bit on the ankle by a death-adder, I want Rob
2: to call me and be like, you were right, and then just hang up. That's all I so want. So we, no. <laughs> we had to get Phil and Owen to come with us. Um, that would be Crystal Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Chris? No! No, I <laughs> I'm So we're no, going to we're gonna tell we're going to tell everybody title. that Chris is Owen. No,
0: <laughs> no.
2: This is Owen. This is this Rob. No, Merrick.
0: <laughs>
2: See, he really is taller than me. This is
3: so horrible. <laughs> Uh, no, because he's going to say things about Bigfoot. I'm not going to have half of Australia is going to believe it. Oh, God. Damn.
2: Yeah, it's so true. I don't think they're called Bigfoot in Australia. They're called. Uh, you mean? Yeah, it's
3: not. Who gives a damn? They're all. Yeah. I think it's called Yowie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think they're called Yowie's. I oh, mean, no. is it? Wouldn't that it, be some uh, shit if we traveled all the way to Australia and then found Bigfoot? <laughs> no, I, I
0: again, worst I'll be like, possible Dude, scenario
3: we, for me. We, worst, worst possible. We
0: found scenario. him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, all of that is bad. Everything is bad, right? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited about that. So yeah, it's two weeks away. I can't be, I can't it, wait, man. Can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of
3: freaking travel, but dude, it's gonna to be totally freaking worth it. So yeah, yeah, man, that, I'm that's gonna be exciting.
2: Yeah, all I want to see is a carpet python, <laughs> but <laughs> that's it, and a blackhead, which is why we're talking blackhead. Which is why we're tonight. talking to um, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if people. I mean. If you are into blackheads, then you should know who Jason hood is. I mean, he just like knocked it out of the frickin' park this past season with blackheads. I think he has them dialed in. Like he's breeding corn snakes or something. Um, (laughs) Jason came on the show a long time ago. Um, but since then he seems to have this dialed in. So, you know, um, I didn't get a chance to like uh, going around at Tinley park, um, went to the table a couple of times and, you know, he was talking to customers and stuff and I didn't want to jump in and, you know, hey, want to go on the show, you know, <laughs> like oh, get away from me, you little. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but should uh, always be that way. Yeah, <laughs> dude, when I went by his table, just mm. just drooling at the blackheads that he has. So they are, you know, such tonight, pretty animals. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, man. So we're gonna talk about uh, you know, what he's learned in the past couple of years. And of course I'm sure Owen you'll wanna talk about his
1: colubrids <laughs> that Yeah he has. <laughs> he
2: yeah. has some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's some wild again, I don't I don't know. I know he has spilotes. I know that. Ooh. But I don't know of uh you know, some of the other wild stuff that he has. But uh yeah, let's You're good? Let's yeah. get him on. Let's yeah. get through it. Yeah. Okay. All right, hey Jason, welcome back to NPR. How you doing, man?
1: Good, guys. I hope this doesn't sound crappy now.
2: No, you're good. Yeah, you sound
0: okay.
1: All right, cool. I was
0: <laughs> right, trying cool. to get all
1: set up so I could test this before we got on, but uh, I everything mean, went the hell on me.
3: Yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> we kind
2: of—it's it's numerous times this has happened to us, so. Yeah, it seems like whenever we're excited about a show, you know, blog talk just sticks it right up us. Like, there you go. <laughs> Something <laughs> doesn't work. A link doesn't work. Ah, who knows? But anyway, we got you now. So we're going to talk some blackheads, man. I mean, you, you just killed it this past season. So, like, I just have to start with like, do you, do you have them? Like, you finally figured, dialed them in, or like, what's what's going on?
1: I just have more more females available to breed this year uh, that's like one of the biggest misconceptions to me is that blackheads are difficult I Mm -hmm. think just getting babies you raise up on your own that you know where they're at and where they're from is a big part of it and and I think another part is that people are really terrible at incubation and don't realize I got 100% incubation on two clutches. I'm not saying it's like hey I'm cool just because I didn't Screw anything up. Right. You, people, you, right. You, you get away with it like cognose breeders are. Kind of like, Look how cool this is. It's like you're drowning the baby and surviving in spite of you. And I think we got right. that a lot with a, a lot of other species. And blackheads just don't let you screw up. So I don't think they're difficult. They just don't. Gotcha. So is
2: there. I mean. You know, one of the misconceptions about as far as blackheads, I know Owen is always saying this about how, you know, the female will eat the male. Have you run into anything like that? I mean, or is that just misconceptions?
0: Uh-oh. 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 uh oh, yeah. I think we lost them.
3: You're fading in and out here.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, we kind of lost them.
3: Hello. Matt. Yeah,
2: we
1: got
3: you. Yep. okay. We got you. You're you're in and out. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, guys. No worries. I tried to do it online a dozen times here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the problems is people try to. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I lost track. I be trying to get my signal back here. Um, oh, I, I put my animals together in December, and I don't separate them until March unless the female's about to lay eggs. I, I've never had a problem with a female being interested in a male and they're not eating them. Hmm.
3: Where do you think that started? The like, I guess it maybe it happened once or twice and then everybody got kind of freaked out about it?
1: Not many. I mean, a lot of snakes that will eat other snakes will ignore their own species during breeding season. Right. Um, you throw them together outside of breeding season, maybe you have an issue. But I mean, even king snakes that are really notorious for wanting to eat every other snake won't won't do that to their own mates. But when eggs pop out or something else, and yeah, you got problems at that point. I had right. one baby eat a clutch mate that was deformed coming out of the egg, and I saw it was deformed in the morning, and I came home in the evening, and the. Touch me that eaten it. Huh. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow.
1: One <laughs> of the time no, time. A... <laughs> no. I mean, they won't eat for. Uh oh.
2: They've lost you again. This no good. I know. Can you hear You it. guys
3: hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I have no signal at my house. if I was trying to do this online. That's yeah.
0: Okay.
3: Uh,
1: Am I gone again?
0: No, you're here. We got you.
1: Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to stand on one foot in the right spot.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. I
1: can see his hands, like, pointed up at the sky. You know
2: what I mean? Like, don't move. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, God. uh, Cool. So you were saying that a baby ate another baby that was deformed?
1: Yeah, a baby that was in the egg box, that was deformed. I had that one get eaten, and I had... uh, the, a couple of years ago when I tried to start altering how I'm keeping the babies to get the babies to feed quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my females that I put into a, one uh, of those a 28 inch wide vision. Uh, okay. I went out there to check to see if she had eaten. And uh, the one female that had just come right out and taken a fuzzy for me, like right away, she popped up again and I saw her. So I had asked bedding in there. And I went checking into the other ones, and I can only find one of the, the three I put in the cage. And I thought, oh crap, I had an escape. And mm-hmm. I came back again, and she went ahead and looked like she ate two other clutch mates. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. She's huge now, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like three wow. snakes in one. Yeah. So, Jesus. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. She's expensive, but she's huge.
3: I can't ever sell her.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what but, about the I mean as far as, well, there's so many so many ways we can go with that, but I'm just thinking like do you do anything to alter the diet of these guys or are you just going rodents? I mean, just throughout their whole no, get, cycle of life.
1: I got them purely on rodents. I got them I take they feed them large rats. I mean, there's I'm not doing anything special or secret or anything crazy or different. I just keep them and breed them. Mm-hmm. Not to sound overly simplistic about it, but they're snakes. Um, I yeah, don't want right. them to get them obese, but I I feed them. I keep them in six foot vision so they have room to crawl around, and they got good heat so they're not they're not sitting on rodents and not digesting them properly. Mm-hmm. They process their food and they don't get obese. And the so females you... are kicking out ten to twelve eggs a clutch, so I, I can't be doing that much wrong. No. So what about as far no. as,
2: um, you know, you were saying about uh, heat. I mean, are you are you doing what? Uh, uh, God, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, radiant hmm. heat panels, something like that? Or <laughs> are you doing? Uh,
1: nothing special at all, man. I'm, I got a damn <laughs> heat light on them. <laughs> oh, heat right. light. You know... Yeah, I've been
2: six. thinking about that. I do that with my diamonds, and they seem to love that. I think that's something that uh, people have gotten away from, and I get it, but I don't know, man. I think sometimes there's something to that, you know? Yeah, well, I don't know uh, what you guys the,
1: think. When bulbs were going out, mm-hmm. I went out and bought, like, six cases of bulbs <laughs> like, <laughs> six, seven years ago. Right. <clears throat> they, they dropped down to, like, three bucks a case. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with it. And they're not going right. to really expire,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: I pulled a shopping cart full. That's the only reason I quit. The, the shopping cart was full. And like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> <there's enough money. laughs>
2: that's kind of like when you're buying tubs at a at a department store. You know, you have like
0: <laughs> you look
3: like that weird guy. Yeah, 50, when you're, 60 when you're tubs
2: in your cart. Yeah, you're like what? What are these? I have for? a lot of storage oh, yeah.
1: needs. Yeah.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I have a lot of shoes. Yeah, yeah,
1: thank you, uh, sir. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, We're just looking like a right. hazy environment or something. This guy wants <laughs> <to> something different, <bold. laughs> Nice.
2: Wow. Okay. So, yeah, nothing special, <laughs> too. I mean, do you, do you do, like, are you feeding throughout the breeding season, or do you not feed at all? Do you cycle feed or anything like that? Or, like, how do you work out feeding I, yeah, with these
1: guys? I, I, I take them all feed, um... Uh, Except for a couple of them that I just got in that are thin, pretty much everybody's going off feed right now. And they're Uh not going to feed again until like February or so. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I try to let them get cool, which is a lot more difficult now to them in Florida.
0: But
1: even when I cool them, I give them heat during the day. Florida boy, and I suck at um, roommating stuff. Uh-huh. I killed rat snakes trying to breedmate and i'm not I'm not trying to bringmate anything else at my life hmm.
3: <laughs> i mean i know with some of the guys that we uh talk to in Texas, they have to do air conditioning and heating in their snake rooms. Do you kind of have to do that as well, or are you just rocking it out with the Florida weather and seems to be working out for them?
1: Yeah, I wait for that cold front to come in, and I, that's when I usually throw them together for the first time. Was that first cold front rolling through, which mm. that can be like end of February some years down here, but usually we get at least a cold or cooler day. But this this uh, week coming up, we're going to get some thirties and forties, so everybody's getting thrown together this week. Mm. Okay, I to drag my tegus inside and throw the blackheads together.
2: <laughs> nice. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, at this point, what kind of collection are you working with? Like, how many adult females do you have?
1: Um, I just bought in two more uh, as projects, and then I have an additional. I got to count in my head here. I'm sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, seven additional females. I think I have nine additional, uh, nine total females. And that's I can't actually even bring all in one season at this point because I can only the 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 real thing that screws you with blackheads is the babies. They don't want to feed. I've gotten that tuned down a little bit better. I got almost everything feeding already this year instead of going all the way to like March or April trying to get them to our own. But hmm. I really don't think I can handle more than fifty babies in a season just because it's be a bitch to get them all going. Yeah. So I gotta. Pick and choose out of the nine females because they're all picking me about 10 and so I can only go with five or six attempts at breeding and hope I don't nobody goes or something. But gotcha. The stuff I bred this year, I, I have to do again. And it's uh, – uh, I've been producing these for nine years, and they're just the – I mean, it sounds like sales PS yes, but they were just absolutely phenomenal this year. And yeah, they were, man. I, I was thrilled. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, when so I walked by your table, produced...
1: it... oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I said, previous to this year, I, I produced one mail in two thousand twelve. I think that was like my. Here's here's an amazing mail. My animal, I threw out on the table all the time just to show somebody, hey, here's, I got really good bloodlines. I promise I'll produce something like this again some year. Mm -hmm. In 2016, I got four animals of that like perfect pen quality. This year, I got like 19.
3: That's awesome.
1: Everything that hatched was just amazing. And then the the, the garbage of this year were still like sixes and sevens. I didn't have any of those really dogs that just kind of get thrown in once in a while and you're like, well, hey, yeah, I'll give you a deal on this one, buddy. Please. <laughs> you
3: know? Here's a blackhead, and it's a blackhead. You know, yeah, right. I got you. <laughs> all
1: yeah, right. Uh, every year I've had those. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It's, it's just they're they're. Kind of polygenic in that they're not all consistent in the club they weren't consistent, but were just bunch were just amazing in their own ways. Whether they were kind of the patterns were connected or not, they were still super clean between where the black was down the back. And that's kind of like a thing I look for in a in a blackhead is whether or not they've got the a, a kind of dirty wash between the saddles mm-hmm. and two clutches of you know twenty two babies and out of those nineteen of them no dirty wash at all. I was just amazed. I'm thrilled to death with them.
2: <laughs> yeah, awesome. I mean, so so I'm curious, like, how many different bloodlines are there of blackheads in the states? I mean, is it?
1: I'm not gonna to pretend to know man. I I've got my <laughs> Swift line. I got a uh, female from Mark Price and then I got um some animals from Europe and, Okay. Uh, another Mark Price that came how well those are connected I I'm not gonna to pretend to know that man. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know I'm not even sure all this lockdown of the Australian stuff will ever be out of the country again because I don't know what legally been exported from Australia, I guess can catch right now is if there's not legal paperwork, for it at some point, let uh, them ship it between countries right now. Yeah,
3: yeah. Is that is that the is that the basic rule right now? Is that they can't even nothing can even leave the United States without proper paperwork?
1: I, apparently, um, a buddy of mine does a bunch of geckos, and he was hmm. he's just livid because he's finally got his year where he's kicking out a ton of those cool Australian geckos, or he can export them and from what he's hearing the exports being shut down yeah. because there's not legal paperwork for them leave in the country oh.
0: so I just,
1: what I was hearing from him and from other people as well that basically if it's not bearded dragons and a couple other species that there's paperwork on the US Fish and Wildlife isn't letting it cross the border in either direction
3: oh wow because I but guess that's just they're... for everybody it is, and I guess their impression is that it must have been smuggled at one point, and this is all offspring of illegal animals or some crap. So, yeah. yeah. Weird. That sucks.
1: Whatever.
3: Yeah, whatever you want to call that. But, well I, well, I guess it's good that you're not trying to breed every single blackhead you, like, own, because that might you might be kind of stuck with a bunch of babies.
1: Well, I've never been able to export these anywhere, You the work. I but, Oh, uh, right. I, I've been accused of reading everything I own the whole time. Uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. People tell me I'm, I'm, I'm killing the market. I produce 30 babies. If 30 babies kill the market, there's not a market.
3: Thank you. you
0: know?
3: <laughs> and No, no. It, it, I, I really doubt that's happening. I mean, speaking of the blackhead market, I mean... When I was getting started, it was just pretty much blackheads. And now looking out at there are morphs and stuff everywhere. I mean, are you kind of start getting into that stuff, or are you just kind of happy plugging along with your blackheads that you got?
1: I'm trying. I got some animals. That's what I picked up this year some morphs. I'm just hoping that they actually pan out and I didn't get screwed. But we'll see in a few months. Yeah, you know, what it is, um, i I'm producing animals I'm absolutely thrilled with, so if I produce some more on top of that, great. My, yeah. my problem is I'm also kind of shooting myself in the foot because I had a couple of different lines. I wanted to try a kind of line the and looks they had. But I don't know if you guys ever looked at a uh, hey Brothers stuff. Yeah. Something called the ocelot line that they had that was just this crazy-looking weird pattern with these, I marks down side of them. And, yeah. Uh, I got have some of that, but not nowhere near that extreme, like in the basement of that project of building towards that. <laughs> but uh, I got to figure out yeah. when I can squeeze those into reading.
2: Yeah, I'm on your page now, and I'm, I, I think I see what you're talking about. It sort of looks like an alien head with a side instead of two eyes, it's got one eye down towards the like the bottom of the saddle that I think that's what you,
1: there's stuff they bred back and forth into everything. Like they, they just really line bred the hell out of their stuff and they just got amazing looking stuff by doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they, they had just the, the little marks on the side can sometimes form into circles and they mm-hmm. just bred something that spit out circles down the entire body. And then weird, uh, the spinal pattern was also kind of mutated in a weird way. Um, so it was just kind of like it, the same reason I started changing my paging, I just looked at their stuff and kind of got some ideas because that's really all any of us do is just kind of look around. But mm-hmm. with the babies, uh, I figured out that um, babies don't actually have to go into baby racks. Wild idea. we're also like robotically programmed that it's a baby. So it goes in a baby rack, but I'm putting a baby corn snake in a six quart tub and I'm putting a baby blackhead in a six quart tub. And it doesn't make any sense at all, but it's a baby rack. So that's where babies go. Right. And a couple years ago, I got those, uh, the V 28 short racks from, uh, sea serpents and those they're, you know, four times more floor plan on them. And my blackhead started feeding a lot faster. Huh. I don't know if that's why or not, but it's been working, so I don't,
3: uh, don't. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But that's an awesome way to think of it outside the box there. I mean, um, what, is the, what is the thing that keep hearing about with blackheads, the, the hard belly or something like that? Is that something the babies get? Or am I kind of thinking of something else?
1: No. One of these twosies, the... Uh, uh, I've seen that with some other guys that have them. Um, mm. uh, we talked about it. I've never had that problem with my animals, um, and that might be an incubation error right. somewhere along the way. Right. I uh, mean, who knows what exactly is causing that? But I've never seen that. No, the babies just don't want to eat unless it's their their siblings. They don't they don't eat anything <laughs> for months. <laughs> I, I, I mean, think part of it. I'm, uh, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead.
3: I mean, like, it, are they in the wild? I assume they're starting on skinks, other baby snakes, and stuff like that. So is that maybe you kind of got to get them away from that?
1: You would think that. But like I said, i got a yeah. plenty of breeds geckos. I've tried a few different types of Australian geckos that people would crap their pants if they saw me trying to feed them off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're, they're all screwed up, and here you go. I've tried bearded dragons. I've tried blue tongue skinks, sheds layered-over pinkies, skink tail itself, carpet pythons, walmos, corn snakes, because everything eats corn snakes. Yeah, None of yeah that thank worked. you. Really? Yeah. So huh. then I just started. Interesting. I'm I'm thrilled to share with people because I think the, the idea that these things are difficult kills the market. That's what kills the market, not production. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I hope everybody produces with these things. So I'm happy to share anything and everything that I'm doing because maybe it'll work for somebody else too. But uh, I thought day old quail, mm. you can use their beak to open their mouth, shove the head of the quail down their mouth, and close the mouth around it, and they one out of six times they swallow it. And you just keep trying <laughs> that. And one time they go, and once they go, you you, you try to give them some fuzzies behind it, and they take off. So it, it's work, and you got to do it, but. It is what it Worth
3: is. It. I mean, you know, it's... yeah.
1: And go ahead. The the quail just if you, anybody who's doing it, or anybody who gets stuck with difficult feeders that you if you have to try to like fist feed them, the quail beak mm-hmm. is like the single greatest tool for reptile keepers ever. Because it just <laughs> you, you don't have that extra thing you need in your hand to open their mouth. It's right there right. on the feeder you're trying to use. You just pry it open. That's an amazing, amazing thing. <laughs> That is genius,
0: though. That is great. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
3: and, and and I mean, like once you get these things rolling, I, I mean, obviously your juveniles, your juvenile blackheads, I imagine are the garbage disposals that we all assume they're going to be. After a bit, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. No.
1: It, it, so my normal feeding regime is: I, I first thing I do is take all the baby stuff and go try to feed it first. So, right. You know, mm-hmm. Just to try to eliminate cross contamination with any other animals. Babies go first. Blackheads go absolutely first. They get a fuzzy mouse, a a hopper mouse, a quail chick, a rat pink, and sometimes a rat hopper. All that goes Mm -hmm. in the enclosure. I close the enclosure up, do the rest of my day. Go through, feed all the rest of the collection, inside, outside, say who's everything else. Come back in six, seven, eight hours later and check to see who's eaten. Sometimes they'll eat absolutely everything and they never stop feeding from that before. They look like little stuffed sausages. They've eaten everything in the cage, and (laughs) life is great. Most of the time, no. Most of the time, it's my whole nightmare of trying to pry their mouth open with the beak of a quail and shove the head down their throat. And then once I do that, I drop them into an empty bin out on the floor and just watch them. If they swallow it, I I present a fuzzy on tongs, because they'll do that that air chew thing they do sometimes. If right. they do that after they swallow the quail, I'll, I'll present the fuzzy, and they'll frequently strike and eat it. If they do that, I'll, do, I'll pound three or four or five fuzzies down their throat, letting them eat them all, of course. But they'll, I'll let them take them all. And once they, if they do that, they're good to go from that point forward. Once they have that 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 massive acceptance of a meal, you're golden. But it's, it's, sometimes that takes months, and that's that's what the why are they so pricey? Because nobody wants to deal with that. That's the real headache. And people to do it, then get on board. If not, then you're going to either be wholesaling them all out to somebody where they're all going to end up dying, or you're you're going to do the, the right thing and try to get them feeding. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and it's weird that but, you oh, said that. that...
1: Other... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was actually forgetting to mention this. I'm looking at my incubator right now, and I've got this ridiculously old incubator that older than I am quite literally that someone handed to me years ago. <laughs> but um I've got it on a Herp stat. Right. Uh-huh. I was talking to somebody about this at, at Tinley and they said, What do you incubate at? I said eighty seven point seven with a one point seven degree night drop. Why would you do a night drop? My question is, you any of you guys do a night drop on your incubator?
2: No, I never thought of it, but now that you say it, it kind of would make sense that it would drop, because in the wild it would drop, right, I guess? Yeah. But, with, but the female would be sort of keeping that steady temperature, I guess would be the thought. I don't know. Which, yeah, but
0: what's,
3: nighttime would be kind of a, her trying to push a boulder uphill. I mean, I can only imagine that if it gets real cold, she's going to be trying, so she can't. Get as high as she could, so I imagine there would be some temperature variation. Yeah. But I never thought yeah, about a night drop with the eggs. No. Okay, I'm um, And the, and the simple ahead.
1: thing when you do that in the egg box, when the when the heat kicks back on, just like when the sun comes up in the morning, the humidity kind of circulates through the box again. Oh. So I don't do any air holes. I do that night drop, and then that every day circulation of, of moisture. I'm I'm wiping off the egg box you know, pretty much every other day to get moisture out of there because there's so much moisture in there. And I use a regular deli cup. I do two or three scoops of dried perlite and a quarter to half of that uh, deli cup of water, and that's all I use for incubation. And I never have them dry out. Uh And other people I talk to are using two and three times that much water
0: yeah,
1: And they're drying out because they have air holes and they're doing this and they're doing that. And I think that everybody complicates themselves. So, I mean, when it comes to incubation, I don't think people are really as good as they think they are. They just, they have success. They think they're good. But then when something fails, it must have been a bad egg. And they don't really try to figure out why it failed. I'm always trying to figure it out. So, right. And, that huh. was one of those, and actually, I started doing the nitroff just because one of my friends is a, a nut job and he, he mentioned it for something and I didn't, care that much about the eggs I was incubating. It wasn't like it was a black edge. It was something I was just like, all right, well, I'll try it. Why not? Because he presented yeah, right. kind of the same argument, and I'm like, how much can a you know degree and a half really matter? And I'll tell you, it matters not at all because I get them hatching at the same time every year. You know, They, they don't go longer than 60 days. They go 60 days. So it doesn't even extend the time, which was the other consideration I had. Is am I, I going to go longer?
3: Right. That, that's never
1: been the case either. So, just something I want to throw out there because it's, I, I've been talking about it with people, and I keep getting weird looks when I say I do a night drop. And I just thought, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. throw it out there, see what other people think. Well,
3: yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're the only reason you're not getting a weird look right now is this is radio. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is um, because I, the- I was. No, but that's great. No, but this is this is shit I like to hear about, and I like to try to take apart and understand because I failed miserably with Woma eggs this year. And if you're telling me that maybe a little bit of a night drop might give me a better shot for Womas this year, and I've already seen them locked up, I, I, I should probably consider this. So yeah, that's this is good.
1: Well, so. isn't Caliber Day? Most people take colubrid eggs on a shelf, and we get fluctuation all over the place. Yeah, are colubrids that much tougher than than python? Are python eggs tougher than we give them credit for? But we kind of weanize them and, and don't let them fluctuate at all, and then we have problems with babies. Well, yeah.
3: Um, I yeah put I put a clutch of carpet python eggs in my incubator, and they were a late clutch, and I forgot that I had totally unplugged the incubator. So the incubator was, was in my snake room at the time. So it had an ambient temperature of about 82 degrees inside that thing. And I didn't realize until we hit day 60 and nothing happened. So I think they hatched at like day 82 and they all came out. They were small <laughs> Oh man, they were, pretty weak and some of them one of them had a spinal deformity but eventually everybody started eating and uh probably the worst clutch i've ever had to get started but yeah they'll 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 go so there you go
1: so, so you found the low end for incubation on carbs of 82 That's good. i did yes by accident
3: <laughs> <laughs> i accidentally That's did good. something good yes so yeah
1: the top 10 um, like, what, 90, 92 when some guys decide they're
3: going to cook them and get them hatched out in 45 days or so. <laughs> 45 right. days. And, you know, yeah, burn them out. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But, so.
2: so what about, I mean, we were, we were talking about drying out, but what about the idea that isn't it usually thought that uh, you can't get the blackhead and walmart python's eggs wet? Yeah. I mean, how do you combat okay. that?
1: Here's my thinking out of the box there. I cut my eggs. I don't know about you guys, but if an egg goes bad, I'm cutting that thing and figuring out what's going on inside that egg just to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I highly recommend everybody does that because you can see, I'll tell you that blackhead eggs, when they're dropped out of the female, there's a little tiny embryo already formed.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: when I have my eggs get that wet look or a drop of water magically hit them, and I'm doing air quotes in my... And my snake by myself here, but um, the magical water droplet is also right where the baby happens to be, and <laughs> it expands out from the, the embryo out towards the air pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it
1: really that they got wet, or that the egg failed and it finally started collapsing, and the moisture inside the egg moistened the outside of the egg, which I think is more ah. what we're seeing. If you look at the eggs when they die, that's what you, if you cut them open and, and you get that tiny little embryo that's the same thing as what you would have seen in day one and you're on day 25, that is right. dead the whole time because you were doing something right to keep it looking good for that long. But usually it's in the first two weeks that they, they just look like crap and they die. But almost always, it's barely any development from that initial embryo that just popped out when they're, when they're first laid. Right, so I think a lot of those eggs that are going bad are just eggs that are, went bad from when they're being laid. Whether they weren't something was wrong with the the egg itself, which would be great. Right. That mean, there's something we can fix. There's there's some nutritional lapse that's happening that, that the eggs aren't permeable or they're too permeable or something's going on that they're dying,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: was it the female coming out too hard or something else? But I think there a lot of those eggs are just dead coming out female for whatever reason or within the first 24 hours. And I, I say that because I think that's an important thing. If, if you're trying to fix your incubation technique and all your eggs died in that first 24 hours, it's probably not your incubation technique. So you're screwing right. with something that's probably not broke and, and pulling your own hair out because you can't figure out why these things didn't make it whenever they, it wouldn't have nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know, if, if yeah. If you know, random you've got a more developed baby then then it's a
2: different story. Yeah, because it seems like I was always confused by that because if you look at the guys in Australia that are, you know, producing blackheads, they don't seem to pay attention to that. Like, you know, it seems to have been in the States. Like they just kinda you know, put their eggs in the egg box and call it a day, you know? And uh even when you hear some of them talk and you talk to them. It, you know they're not doing anything different, but you know I don't know. Hmm, that makes a lot of sense.
1: <clears throat> I've been I've been doing the same thing since I started. I, I've changed little minor things here and there, eliminated air holes just because I saw I was fighting myself for humidity. But otherwise, oh. I've just I'm going drier. Is all I've done is gone drier and drier every year because. Um, going back to Calubras, when I was doing king snake, the wetter those eggs were, bigger my babies were. But the worst feeders they were they actually came out bloated and like full of moisture. When I let them dry out a little bit, they popped out and laid a seed right away. But, uh, um, with that mindset, going through the same thing, you know, get them dry and dry, we're not drying out, but they're still healthy. Because when you see well, the guys that internally incubate, their eggs dry all the way out. They're all put together and deflated.
3: Mm -hmm. Is is there any upside to maternal incubation when it comes to these guys? Or is it kind of like you get 100% hatch rate and they get 100% hatch rate, just different ways of skinning the same cat?
1: I have no idea. Mm, Okay, (laughs) All right. If I uh, maybe actually if have uh, a female, I just don't think I actually handle a baby I try it with one, but um, I'm not trying to leave any eggs. Chance at this point. Yeah, I, I can hatch them. I'm not so sure about my girls, so I'm told them all the time. I, I, I don't have to get the point of maternal incubation with any species, really. Um, yeah, you, you kind of put more stress on the female. You make them sit on the eggs the whole time, and they could be back to feeding, recovering, and you end up i don't know anybody that has hundred percent hash rate with internal incubation. I don't pay that much attention to it to be honest but i, I what I've seen is always been oh i you know i got twenty out of twenty seven okay yeah. what could you have done with an incubator
2: yeah maybe yeah actually this year i did it with of quite a few carpets i got uh i usually do it with like uh i but um i got out of the three clutches, yeah, i got hundred percent on all three. That's nice. But that's awesome. Yeah, I
1: I, I haven't seen things since like years ago. In
2: the- on yeah, on the flip side I'm of that though, that point. right? On the flip side of that though, I did have a coastal carpet, and she, I, you know, I had her on eggs, and they they all went bad. <laughs> like they they got dried out, and it was yeah, it was. So you, you know, it's, it's a chance you take. I just thought it was cool to see them coming out of the, you know, the clutch. Oh, and he's anti material Damn right. He is. I take them eggs. Yep. I take yeah. them
3: eggs. And also, I mean, I, I kind of to talk to, you know, Jason, you do you do a ton of colubrid stuff. I mean, and you were, t- you said, you mentioned a little bit ago about just putting the eggs on like in a bin on a, dr- like on a shelf. Um, is that what you do with some with all of your colybrids, or are we talking like maybe you baby the spiloti eggs a little bit better?
1: Um, I do them all uh, on a shelf, just whether they're inside or outside, based on the species. Um, the the spilody and the firenax seem to me a little bit cooler, uh, they're only closer to eighty than maybe to eighty five. Okay. So I just try to get them somewhere they're a little bit that's why I throw them on the shelf and, and let them toast So I expect to imagine yeah are pretty bulletproof with the eggs, really. So that's awesome. With them,
3: yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, with you know, they, they, they're almost like a completely different, you know, thing. Especially with you working with uh, things like spilotes and stuff like that. I mean. You know, that's another species that I you really wish would were produced more readily, and um, you don't really see that often. So, I mean, you got blackheads on one side, and you got those guys on the other side. It's like, you know, uh, are they as difficult to get going, or do you just not even know why these things aren't more readily produ- produced?
1: Um, in my personal situation, I got really clever and traded up to two females instead of one female. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I bought two other females that I knew were available thinking I was super, super clever and I was first to find my bloodlines and uh, tiger rats in particular do not breed well when they're older so... Okay. I seem to have shot myself in the foot and I've had to go back to square one and get to other females. female. Um, I, I think it's a, a matter of just getting captive, born, healthy animals. A lot of guys are dealing with wild caught and it's just a nightmare in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see a female's coming in and they a lot of times because there's so much stress on them. So I think moving forward, there's a... Bunch of uh, Central American tiger rats that are of age right now. That it it might be just one of these explosions in babies the next year or two, where we see a few hundred of them produced in one year. Um, Oh, wow! I've got Mexicans and uh, Honduran locality animals for my tiger rats, and they're just so much better looking than the South American. Consistently beautiful, and the Mexicans are absolutely ridiculous trout colored, yellow, orange, and white and black, and just un- unbelievable. They're one of the snakes that I can post, and my, my snake friends are like, Wow, okay, that's beautiful. Creepy, beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: that's, um, that's awesome, and I, I mean, I would love to see those kinds of animals and species. Produced more because, like you said, they're just gorgeous, and you know everybody's kind of blown away with just how impressive they are. Um, and uh, yeah, they they're, they've been on my list for a while. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I keep getting distracted with other pythons, but they, they're up there. So, like
1: well, <laughs> I said, uh, I go I find somebody's doing captive born animals and jump on those because it, it's yeah. immensely worth it. Just for behavior, they're, they're so much less likely to be psychos in the cage, and and trying you know feeding trials with wild caught animals are just they're, they're just out of trial. They're uh, the, the entire pupping snake complex. Their fight and flight uh, stances are so extreme that it's when so you cool. decide to go into flight, I, I've got a captive born female uh, yellow belly pupping snake that's over eight feet long and. If I touch her in any fashion when I'm trying to drop food into her cage, freaks out, flies around the cage, finds the opening that I'm putting the food in through, and she's out of the cage. And despite the fact I see her doing all this, I almost always catch her by the last third of her body or less. Hmm. She's just so fat. i huh. just like, over my shoulder, behind my head. I'm just like grabbing her tail as she's hitting my, my back. Um, and that's even worse, wild thoughts, so. Yeah. Great.
3: Cool. Um, no, I mean I I I noticed the same thing. I have a uh, Vietnamese blue beauties that uh, I got as babies, and as babies they were pistols, like puff up the neck, threat display, freak the hell out. And now that they're both like six seven foot, they're they're down to it. They might get huffy and puffy but they're they get chill and i mean they know that they know the deal they don't really kind of do crazy so it's just like obviously with more and more captive born populations we're going to see everything kind of i imagine start to chill out or maybe not be as an extreme of a response
1: i hope they don't chill out man that's what's cool okay
0: (laughs) that's what i want (laughs)
1: I just don't want to, you know, be in a pain about the feet. They can freak out and take the food off the tongues and, and don't harass me. <laughs>
0: right. what
1: I love about my Tiger Rats that uh, I, I have a, a stack, uh, two four stacks of uh, Visions right next to each other. And I open four to six of those at a time and just start at the top and work my way down. And by the time I get to the bottom of the second row, I'll already drop in another food item to the top of the, the top. The first one because they they swallow their food so fast. Yeah, it, it's just as much time it takes me to pump them in the the cages. I'm, I'm I'm back to you know round two, round three, and I'm done. And I can feed six or eight uh, tiger rats three food items and be done in five minutes. So, time wise, there that all that that time I would spend waiting on the feed is gone. You know they're they're eating so fast it's it's ridiculous, but. The flip side of that is they poop a lot, but yes, <laughs> do you plus and the minus?
3: Do you overload like do you like you? You obviously like do you feed multiple food items and then skip feed for a while? Or I mean, like, what is your feeding regime for these guys
1: for the, the tiger rats? Yeah, um, yeah, those uh, I give them multiple food items each week. Uh, the my bigger stuff, the tiger rats and yellow belly puffing snakes, the sulfuras. Uh, my big females are around nine foot. Uh, they'll get a medium rat, a small rat, and a chick or two, depending on which animal it is. Or I'll give them a a, a small rat and or a couple small rats and a few chicks. Um, and they don't seem to have any stinkier poops with chicks. I try to feed chicks yeah, I don't too, everything. Yeah. So everything gets chicks just because um, the idea that we just feed rodents is just so insane to me in captivity. That's a little bit of variance, but I I don't go any further outside. Of, I I only feed warm-blooded prey just because I don't want to see any weird parasite transfers from cold-blooded prey. Okay. So mm-hmm. Everything gets mice wrapped and chicks if I can if it's size suitable for them. Mhm. But they, I don't give them any time off because they're, I mean, they're a, a high energy, high activity, uh, nest rating species. They just bounce from nest to nest and eat everything they can. I and think with move. those guys, you can actually feed them every couple of days and they'd be happier. Jesus. <laughs> and,
3: and, and and is it hard to put, like, weight on these things? Or like they, they With all that food, they still keep that slender body, right?
1: Yeah. No, the, they're not getting fat. Okay. They don't, They're don't <laughs> they move, uh, yeah. they, they move that food through quick. I think it's like you give a python a rat, and it's going to be pooping that rat out for the next two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and you'll see you know, something come in five days, but if you don't feed him again, he's going to poop again in a couple more days, and then a couple more days after that, he'll poop again as he just processes mm-hmm. everything through. These guys, it's two days later, they're pooping. And then they poop the next day, and then the next day, and I, I think they just they flush it through the system so fast they don't have time to absorb as much nutrients as say a python does. So I think they're just uh, they're passing a lot of that that hard-earned money I put into those feeders through <laughs> my substrate right through. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, do you do you have them set up on any kind of bioactive substrate to kind of help out with that, or are you their sole pooper scooper?
1: No, I would. I don't think I'd want the cage that has enough uh, bioactive <laughs> activity to take, keep up with them. Really, <laughs>
3: yeah, It'd be bugs at that point. It would just be bugs. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I could uh,
1: keep whole cages if I wanted to, but I try not to. They're
3: they're they're definitely a really cool species, and I'm definitely getting more and more into the colubrid stuff and away from you know. Python's, which is weird for me.
1: So, uh but no, that's awesome.
0: I'm that's going to transition. Actually,
1: the other one I'm doing is the uh, um bird snakes, the neotropical bird snakes, Pyronotus distolatus. They're Those gorgeous. are literally the most the most variable snake on the planet, and almost nobody knows about them. My my biggest problem is just educating people about them a little bit. Yeah. And everybody I I can grab and talk to for a few minutes. I mean, I'm probably getting a third of those people coming back to buy them, which for a you know reptile show is ridiculous to get that much actual follow-through on something. Um, yeah, I burned through my babies this year. I produced a crap ton of them, and I'm almost completely sold out. And <sighs> I, I don't, I don't even have my whole decks I wanted to have. But they come in every color of the rainbow, so that's that's my uh, my big tip for anybody is. Try to find. I'm like I said. I'm almost sold out. There's one other guy who just produced some. He'll probably be sold out in a couple days. Mm-hmm. But they come in every color of the rainbow. They're ridiculous.
3: They are. They are gorgeous. And I saw. I think I saw them at Tinley, and then I think I saw them again at Daytona. And I'm pretty sure I saw them on your table at Daytona. So that, that I don't know if that counts. Um, but it, uh, they are. They are phenomenal animals, and uh, they're again. They're definitely something. Again, I had never heard of them until that tinley park show i'm like what the hell are these and uh they are very very pretty animals
1: yeah that's the battle i mean it's my my buddy gavin brink turned me on to him years ago and i actually got into them because somebody will just say somebody i went down to peru after i saw them, and i was like hey uh, my wife got me into a um a serpentarium down there Mm-hmm. And when I walked in there, I asked the guy, I'm like, do you guys have any sousies, which was their old name? And he said, yeah, we have some. We have a Seussies back over here. You want to check them out? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It'd be really cool. My friend has some, and I'll I like get a picture. And which, you know, Seussies, I was thinking bird snakes, the little ones. And he walked yeah. me back there and pulled out this sulfurus that was like nine and a half, ten foot long male, big as round as a a water, and just, you know, obtain, and he like would puff up. If you scratched his chin, you'd puff up and, like, he enjoyed it. It was just, like, the most bizarre, awesome, amazing segment I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, okay, i got to get one of these when I get back to the States. I got back. I asked everybody in one of the big <sighs> online sellers suddenly had exactly what I was asking for. Sulfuris from Peru. So I mm-hmm. bought them. When they came in, they were Pascua from Costa Rica. But, Awesome, but not what I wanted. <laughs>
0: so Called him up and
1: he's like, "Well, no, that's just, they came in as sulfurists." So I'm like, "No, they didn't." But I, I <laughs> put the word out to uh, um, Billy. can Billy's last name? He does a lot of monitors and stuff uh, in the uh, Carolinas and Georgia. He does all the shows in the Southeastern Seaboard. billy got to to everybody. I asked him if he could find me sulfurists, and through him, it, it, just the word got around to all the importers. And that's how I ended up with this one. I accidentally got into them, but my buddy was, like, so excited. He's like, "There's Peruvian available? Let me get some. And I'm like, I don't think they're really Peruvians. I don't even care. Let me get some. I'm going to get some horse, So he called up this seller and he bought what was left of them. And then we hmm. bought the next, I don't know, 30 that came into the country between the two of us.
4: Huh.
1: And huh. out of those, we got, like, two that were the same color that, when they matured. The rest of them are all various colors. So I mean, they're wow. Wow. That's awesome. Huh. No more all-natural crazy.
3: Is it that the – will the offspring kind of show the parents' colors, or is it like mom and dad can be completely different colors and then every single baby will not even come close to matching mom and dad?
1: Yes. We, cool. we, we have no idea. I mean, we're not even on the ground floor of these. We're in the basement, as well, you know, we say, say to everybody. Cause we, we don't have enough heritage on any of the lines to know what grandparents look like and if that influence is playing a role in in the babies, with, with the exception of my buddy Gavin Brink, because he actually kept track and got photos of where his original animals came from and the babies from those animals. So he's got three generations worth of lineage. But even at that point, we're really not in this direct correlation like a red orange animal bred to a yellow orange animal gives you kind of reds and yellows and oranges and but then other colors as well. So kinda sorta
3: (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. Uh it's just
1: dangerous. Maybe we can we can do like you know, six generations of red gray animals together, we might get a clutch of all red grays which would be cool. But then also not cool because yeah, do a Google image search of them, and there's so many colors I haven't even seen in person yet that I, are, are there. Photos available of them. I'm I'm just I'm in love with those things completely.
3: Yeah, I'd rather get I'd rather breed two and then get all the different color options because then I feel like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, okay, who are my holdbacks? Like you know, um,
1: mm-hmm. I get pretty that's the kick in the balls, though. They're born looking the same.
0: Oh. Ah, they all hatch looking the same.
1: <laughs> they they hatch
0: looking the same.
1: A bag has Skittles got poured onto a snake. It looked almost like that one stupid uh, uh, painted pastel... Um, uh, that was going around forever, but
3: oh, uh, it Easter egg thing, right?
1: Yeah, it said okay. like a tropical fruit skittles bag poured onto a snake. It was real life, and then the other one was red gray and just stunningly gorgeous. I kept sending uh, John pictures of it, and he just you know said, Don't don't send me any more pictures, I don't want to know.
3: <laughs> Jesus, just don't tell me. Um,
1: yeah, so.
3: How long does it take for the color change again? Uh,
1: 18 to 24 months. Okay. That's why it's like a, I want to hold them all back, but then do I really want to wait that long to find out that I got all the same color? I didn't get any variance. But right. i hold back a pair and just, you know, bite the bullet, hope for the best.
3: Have... Have there been any that you've let go that you were like, son of a bitch? I wish that one had stayed here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yes. <Funny>. Immediately, yes. <laughs>
1: um, uh, even my babies. I just sold some babies of somebody. And he's taken these fantastic photos. And I'm like, holy crap, I want those animals. But <laughs> like, they're not animals. But I still want them. I want them back.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. how, how difficult are these things to kind of keep and breed are these like are they, would you compare these to the spilotes, or would you compare these to something else
1: they're basically the central american version of a corn snake they live next to human habitation and on the forest edge and raid chicken coops for eggs and just be off around people's properties so like if, if there's a, a snake identification costa rica group on facebook mm. and like every photo is one of these guys they're just all up in people's houses so they're oh, they're awesome. super super easy. They're they're not they they can't get hot. That's like the only big thing. You can't keep them up at ninety. They got to be. They're they are a rainforest species. As long as they can stay out of the, the sun, they they skip around in the shadows. And they're also I, I talked to somebody who who was a birder who went down mm. to Costa Rica, and they're notorious for when they put uh, nest cams on their bird nests, they half the time they get video of these things eating there
0: are,
1: are serious
3: that's gotta suck <laughs> like you set all this thing up and that one of these just comes cruising in every time i mean that that yeah. as a bird researcher i'd be pissed
1: so <laughs> i was to a guy though and he's like they, he it, uh i think Stanley a few years ago And he's like, oh, Mm -hmm. these are amazing. You know, these things that actually watch birds and then go to where they fly to. i was like, what? He says, yeah, man. He was was in the field watching and had a nest that he was keeping an eye on. And while he was doing that, he saw the snake pop up. He's like, oh, son of a bitch, don't go eat my eggs. And he sat there and watched the snake's head just go back and forth as the the parent birds flew back and forth to the nest. And then the thing went up the tree and went right out to where the nest was. I mean, a few trial and error passes on the branches. But he said it, it looks like he was visually hunting the birds and trying to see where they go. And does so it make sense because their their nest is on the end of a tree branch, all of their it, droppings go straight down, so there's no scent trail to fail, follow. So these things are actually watching. And when I go in the snake room, I can sense that because they they keep an eye on you when you're in there. So that's, they're just amazing in so many ways.
3: That is so cool. I mean, for their diet, obviously, do you feed? Straight up, just bird to them, or do you vary it with some rodent every once in a while?
1: Well, I feed everything with them. They they get kind of the same deal. They get like a, a small rat, a couple mice, and a chick, or a couple chicks. Just depends on how you know, how many chicks the tagus ate, and how many I got left in the bin when I'm going through feeding everything. But they they do fine on everything. The females tend to be a little pickier, but they'll also fresh chicken eggs. And some guys just nothing but chicken eggs. That seems a if they're fertilized, I get it because then you get nutritional change in a fertilized egg. But mm-hmm. just a straight, unfertilized egg seems a little iffy to me for a faithful diet. But yeah, um, I guess you know,
3: supplement it or know what you're feeding. I mean, I, I could get that so,
1: but well, they did um, all my females. I, I had a lady down here that had fresh eggs, they won't take store bought eggs. So I was getting mm-hmm. their farm-fresh eggs, and I was going out and buying four and five dozen eggs each week and feeding them up, and all my females just pounded them, like some that never ate eggs before. I offered them, well, in the breeding season, they took three eggs in one shot. I was like, okay, I guess you guys want eggs now.
0: <laughs> so
1: someone else told me that they that's what tricked them over into getting theirs to be successful. So I bred them a few years ago, and I went like four or five years without having any success with them. Yeah. And then a crap ton of chicken eggs, and they're spitting. I got, like, two babies this year. Hey, so. Do you
3: think that that's – I know we talk a lot of times on this show about cues that can get pythons and other animals in the whole breeding scheme. Do you think that they breed kind of when the birds are laying eggs? So by feeding your guys eggs, that might have been a trigger?
1: Uh, uh, possibly. Okay. I don't know, because Central America, you know, equatorial rainforest, that they're going to have eggs, egg layers almost year-round. True. Which makes them an option for specialization down there. So, That's all. But, I mean, it could have been that, you know, when the glut, the glut of eggs came at them, they're like, okay, we can definitely reproduce right now. So there's going to be a ton of babies available for all our babies to eat. So that yeah. that could have been part of it.
0: Okay.
3: So for... Um, for babies, I mean, do you have to scent the rodents with chick down, or are they just all about whatever you're going to offer them?
1: Uh, no, that goes back to the fight and flight with these guys. You just hold them in hand and tease feed them with a pinky, and they they just hate it, hate it, hate it, and then finally eat it. They'll, <laughs> they'll strike and chew and, and then throw it. And They're actually kind of annoying sometimes, because they'll they will literally grab it out of your hand and then just toss it to the left without saying it go. all one time the next time they chew it four times and throw it to the right. And I mean, they get it a few inches in either direction. So it's hard to catch them half the time. But so you're, <laughs> you're playing catch with your snake.
3: <laughs> Had to go retrieve the, the, the pinky that they just chucked over there. That's great. Oh man. <laughs> so, I mean, are those the pretty much the caliber species you're working with Primarily the Spilotes, these guys, and uh, you said the uh, the um, what was the other one? You said the the puffing snake, or
1: well, it, it would be the I call it the puffing snake complex. Uh, there's firenax fasciolatus, which is a neotropical bird snake.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: spelotes sulphuris, which is the yellow belly puffing snake, and then spelotes pilatus, which is the tiger rat. And mm-hmm. they're they're all very similarly closely related animals and Sulfurus used to be the nominate species in the, the genus Sustis with the and it got sunk and thrown into Pelotes. Um That was just five, six years ago, um, it, which is actually funny because I was still up in Chicago. The guy who did that work, you know, he did it with a bunch of people, but the main author on that was in Chicago. And I went and talked to him and I I, I said, Hey, you know what? I, I saw my, 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 um, so furious breeding and I don't know if you know tiger rats, but they'll they'll frequently lock up and then face opposite directions. So you know, <laughs> the male will be looking right and the female will be looking left, and it's just their tails interconnected. And if you don't pay attention, you'll you'll never even know they're breeding. Like they don't look like they're breeding at all.
0: <laughs> like they're
1: curled all the way up on one side of the cage and curled all on the other side of the cage, their tails are just touching in the middle. and you realize that no, that's you know, a giant four inch tiger rat insemination going on there. That's but, awesome. I said, hey, you know, my, my sulfurists were were breeding just like tiger rats. And he just kinda of blinked at me like so no. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is your genetics followed suit with behavior. And he's like, Yeah, we don't do behavior. I'm like, Yeah, but <laughs>
0: he's
1: like, Yeah, we don't do that. He's he's a professor and just super buttoned down and no, that's it, <sighs> not we're not concerned with behavior here. <laughs>
3: but, but <laughs> come on it's kind of cool you know at least <laughs>
1: pretend to be excited <clears throat> jesus no no like zero zero interest at all like it wasn't even a pretense of interest it, it was just like whatever <laughs> awesome.
3: this is this is dangerous. Now, now i look harder at the birds next time i see them that's it's bad, dude. It's bad for my wallet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's I... I
3: DC, but... That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right up your alley, Owen. Aggressive know, right? and... Uh, well, not aggressive, flighty. but, you know, flighty. Flighty and big.
3: colubrid, and big. And and big. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. If it bites me and chews, I'm all about it.
1: So, right. you
3: know, come on. <laughs> These
1: guys don't bite. That's, the, that's the, 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 like, the, the cuda growl, the whole thing. I've taken in my, like, I brought my first sulfurist into when I was running the Junior Herb Society up in Chicago. I started up there, and, you know, one of our first, the first year, like, third month in, we said, hey, we're going to do show and tell. And we, sh- we showed up, and all those kids were, like, really interested in reptiles, but none of them had any. Thankfully, we had, you know, the guy, the adults running it brought some animals in. But, you know, we're having a Junior Herb Society meeting, and none of the kids have reptiles. And I'm like, okay, what the hell do we do now? So I we took some stuff out. And I said, well, who wants to hold my snake? And I just pulled out one of the, the sulfurous and handed it off to a kid. And I didn't even think about it, possibly, that biting them or not. But it was a wow. seven, eight-foot-long snake, and it was just happy as to be cruising around. They just don't bite in hand. It's, they're so bizarre. Like, they will tear you up in the cage, but when you pick them up, they completely stop biting you. Huh. That's awesome. It's interesting.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> um so I know I'm switching back to uh uh Pythons, but I was looking on your uh on your page um and you had twin blackheads pop out. Did they
1: how did yeah. that go? They're hanging on. Uh they both they both had uh, eye issues. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them had double eyes swollen up. He's still got double eyes swollen up. They've never gone down. The other one, the eye kind of goes in and out of being swollen. Um, but he's actually starting to almost feed on his own. He, he uh, He's assist feeding very well. The other one is still have to 4 feed completely. Uh, I'm probably just going to donate that to Gatorland down here. So oh, okay. an educational animal. Um, I don't like to sell stuff like that to people, and and if I give it away, then they turn around and sell it, and I hate them forever, so I just, uh, instead of holding a grudge for the rest of my life, for a snake I hand to somebody for free, I'll just give it to a place to educate with it instead. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. But, uh, so, you know, you were talking a little bit about, like, some of the directions you were going with this with some of your blackheads, but you know ultimately what is the ultimate goal of your projects to be i mean are you going for that high contrast as an adult or you know uh reduced saddles or banding or what or a bunch of different things uh-huh.
1: i got um something i i was calling uh spotback cuz it just it was almost a stripe but there was the the light center going down the back
0: just a weird
1: uh-huh. pattern mutation um, the same female kicked out half of her clutch each year. I bred her so far with that goofy pattern going on. So I'm going to try for that. Otherwise, the the super clean animal produced this year, I have a female that's better than any other female I've ever had that will be ready probably next season, um, what she'll produce with my super clean tail. I can't even wait to see what that's gonna be like if if they get better, I don't know let in both myself
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know, I right so I think how about my this wife is that interested interest my snake, and she goes out there and she's like, All right, so you gotta pick something you can't do
2: everything. <laughs> I know that's the hard part, right um yeah. so. If you're looking for that, I mean, have you been able to, I mean, with everything you hatched out, are you able to narrow down, like, a certain look that's going to, you know, be clean as an adult? Is there certain things that you look for uh, in offspring? Or
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. you look the saddles and in between the saddles, you don't see any sort of melanin creeping through between the saddles.
0: Uh-huh. There's a
1: really good chance that anyone's going to stay super clean as an adult. Um, okay. And my animals this year, you can really see it. So, like my third clutch, which was a Dick Morgan, uh offspring uh, offshoot with my Swiss line, those yeah. animals have something that dirty wash between the saddle. Not, they're not beautiful adults. They're just not as super clean as the ones that have it.
0: I got gotcha. you.
1: So, my, I really like that one on the top, top of my display guy at the show that's that's one and she was in Shed after uh-huh. Sarah Finley and she still glows. I mean I kept looking holy at the shit she looks really cool <laughs> in Shed actually <laughs> <laughs> wow she yeah up, like, that's the best looking black I've ever seen in my life I'm like yeah she's in Shed <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 and it would knock that down a peg it's like you know yeah, yeah she, <laughs> wait till she gets home yeah God. Oh yeah,
1: no. She said the day we got, I got back here. Of course, I got, I pulled her out of the bag and she was the, the, the skin was peeling off her nose. I'm like, "You bitch, come
3: on!" <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help yeah, me right. out at the show. You know, you have to do this right now. Thanks.
1: Yeah.
2: God. So Nancy. I'm curious. With um, you know, a lot of people will talk about how their you know blackheads are a little bit different than other pythons. You know, what's your experience with that? I mean, do you see that as an adult? Or do you have like uh, behavioral things that you notice that sort of make them stand out as a python?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're more closely relate uh, at. Blah, let me try that again. They're more closely activity-wise, like a, a indigo or a king snake, where they're they're kind of out and creeping around looking for something to munch on all the time, and they're just very uh-huh. active. Um. I They don't seem to curl up and just kind of sit in the corner as much as carpets or, you know, other pythons even more so. But right. They're just active. They're they're out and they're freezing. They're, I, what I've tried to do besides babies, I try not to keep them in drawers, which seems to reduce that psycho feed response thing that goes on with them sometimes. Okay. Um, I'm hoping to buy a building so I can... Expand out my cages and do more glass front enclosures instead of the drawers as my Walmarts have just had to be. I, just, I put them in the drawers, so I kind of ran out of space with all the blackheads I held back. My uh-huh. Walmarts have been just a nightmare. And open the drawer and it's six foot pissed off Walmart trying to eat your face. <laughs> they I are. Know that all too happy. well. <laughs> yeah, oh
3: my God. Mine bit of trash can they- the other day, and I'm like, why? <laughs> so it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> they were, they were in cages though. I mean, I really think the drawers. It's just every time I open the drawer, there's food. It's like, okay, you want the yeah. edible? I'm gonna take your finger.
2: Yeah. Right. <sighs> hmm. So, um, yeah. have you bred wombats yet? Yeah, I, I
0: okay. am
1: I'm far less successful with my wombats than I am for whatever reason. Huh. I, don't, I, how, I can't, how, can't tell you why. I can't can't breed uh just common boa either. I tried for a decade. I couldn't get a damn clutch out of a common boa. But give me a blackhead and I'm spitting things left and right. So. <laughs> we might have to get you a boas,
2: python. Yeah, Jesus, happens.
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> so fine, you saw, hard.
1: I What's that? Yeah, I I, I, I just got to bite the bullet and spend the money yeah yeah I know yeah that's the, the only yeah.
3: downside
2: <laughs> well, you're halfway there with blackheads, I mean, you know I mean <laughs> jeez you
1: know, they're, Here, they're that's kind of i I'm trying to kick out some morphs next year, so that's have some plan and maybe the will be a lot more attainable right do you
3: Do you have a favorite blackhead morph? like is there one that just kind of speaks to you that you want to really work with and focus on?
1: I, I really like the, the Swiss line I'm working with, man. I, it's not to sound like I'm trying to self promote or anything, I just I really love <laughs> the super clean animals. Yeah. I I just bought the um a pair of animals that are supposed to be had for albino and another pair that's supposed to be had for example and I'm gonna try them, but I, I like the a, a, a nice quality normal I the most. Um
0: yeah. change once, yeah. you
1: know. More than <laughs> I think maybe
2: buy it. Right. I think that um, You know, the albino blackhead is cool Don't get me wrong I You know, and it's probably one of the things Maybe if I see it in person, I'll be like Well, oh, holy hell, it's amazing or yeah, whatever right. But yeah. I kind of like the whole I, I I mean, I like that I like the two different types I like that sort of what you're working with, Jason And then I like that western look. Yeah. You know?
0: The clean that real yeah.
2: like uh real clean yeah I guess almost white sorta instead of the yellow in the in the banding, you know? Yeah. Um I think they're cool too. Yeah I'm kinda of like working
1: with the opposite end of that with the the Swiss line I have is just that super clean yellow and then the super clean crisp black and white is just another
0: great right. looking animal.
1: Right. I I'm with you. I I I agree. Um the opportunity that was thrown in my face was too good to pass up, and I had to jump on Oh, hell but... yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're yeah, yeah, God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't I get mean, me wrong. Yeah. I'm not, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not not, i do it at that all, too. But... <laughs> I, right.
3: I wouldn't know what I'm doing, but yeah, I mean, I think I'd have right. to. <laughs> God, wow. I,
1: I agree with you, though. I, 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 a classic black is just so hard to beat, man, especially when they're clean, like, whether it's a, any clean, crisp animal in the black dead world is just whatever style it looks like is just awesome. When they get some dirty wash, I'm not not a fan of that, no matter if it's a morph or not. Right. I far, far prefer just a nice, crisp, clean animal. And then if it's xanthic or albino or whatever, even better. But crisp, clean animal is what, what really gets me going with these things. And that's what I love about the Swiss animal and I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to keep some back, and my wife keeps telling me, oh, you know, you've got enough. You to <laughs> oh, I'm trying to buy a, a big shed, and she's just like, the more animals you sell, the more you can put down that, that shed to get your animals to hell out of my house, out of the garage.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: going to become a building at one point, just going to have to just clear out and get a, you know a uh, trailer in the back of the, in the backyard or something, but you know, there's I'm um,
1: to do two separate storage sheds, one for collusion, one for pythons. And then ultimate goal is three side by side, seven foot cages for each three of the blackheads I'm breathing. Or I can pull a door out. Just open oh it, yeah. Feet. I think that would be amazing. That's my goal in my head and where I'm to shoot. We'll see where I get to
3: make it as easy as possible. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah I'm, awesome. I'm uh i'm i'm just cruising through just so people so if the listeners are listening and they want to check out what jason's got going on go to snakes unlimited dash jason hood um and you can see some of the cool species that he's working with but i'm looking at this one in particular it's like really really reduced really thin bands it's just you know um. Uh, I don't know if, if you're near. I can send you a picture of it, but holy shit is this. I'm going to put it in our chat, but I'm also going to send it to you so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, just amazing. And I think I see what you were talking about with that sort of zipper back. I don't know what you would call it, but you were saying like kind of like striping kind of thing. But holy shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is oh, no, no, this is just that's just one of my nice Swiss animals.
0: And the oh. other one you sent <laughs> over is uh,
1: that's not no, it, it's a couple 2016. If you saw my 2016 production, is when I had the really uh crazy one. That's uh, male 10, and that's like one of the ones I'm trying to hold back. My wife keeps telling me I gotta sell it, but uh, it, I agree it, but with you, but it's
2: pretty. Yeah, holy shit. I mean, oh, my God. I agree.
1: I want to keep it.
2: (laughs) You
0: don't need to convince me, guys. It's like, okay. (laughs) Wow.
1: Let's not bring attention to that one, all right? Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Don't tell people it's for
1: sale. (laughs) At the end of the day, to sell that and then be able to provide bigger Enclosures, I think, are better for the animals. That's definitely worth it. That's kind of my main goal at this point. I'm the personal person where I do everything how I want to do it. Because right now I'm using a a mishmash of every cage ever ever made. Somebody said they were a snake cage builder, and there's things I like about all of them, and things I want to change. And I just want to design my own cages and set them up, not for sale or anything, just to do what i want for each particular species how i want to do it right so yeah do that and do the space
0: and,
1: and we'll see it's a damn so you, yeah
2: so with uh do you have to worry about any type of uh you know with these guys roaming around all the time do you worry about height with their cages at all or just
1: is more the length um, I, I, um, I, I got six divisions is what they're in. So they mm-hmm. only get that, I was at 18 inches or whatever. Uh okay. That said, the guys at, um, what was it? Tol- Toledo Zoo has theirs in like a four wide six foot tall enclosure.
0: Uh-huh. And all the,
1: the their bulkhead cages up at the, the top of the cage. It was completely arboreal the whole time. I was checking it out. So yeah, yeah. definitely something to consider going forward. That's cool.
2: Yeah, there was uh there was a there was an episode of uh you know the croc hunter and you know they were looking at blackheads and they found them in the tree. You know, so that's <laughs> that's kinda why I asked that, and, you know,
1: uh huh, that's cool. Well, a lot of those animals got dropped into the tree right before the croc hunter found them. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well
1: yeah, that's true.
0: That let's that's be true. honest now. <laughs> they throw yeah, it up there, true. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot no, about that eat. point. This <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. gorgeous has, has right. no
3: blemishes on it at all, and looks we'll right. like it's been very well taken care of. Yeah, you know, uh, I got it. <laughs>
1: point taken. Point taken. That's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why he ran like hell chasing down those guanas. He didn't want to lose his damn animal. Yeah, back to the at the end of it. Right. Oh crap. Oh I mean, shit.
3: Yeah, Eric people aren't going to be dropping animals For you to find in Australia you know that right You have to go actually oh, find them yeah. That's not going to work gonna like easy. that I know right I'm sorry oh, buddy man. Damn it <laughs> Okay,
2: Son of a bitch <laughs> um,
1: So You, you yeah. don't have somebody offering to show you Their collection and take you out And all that stuff yet
2: Oh yeah we got a couple of those <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're keeping that low key until we get back.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, if I see a blackhead in the wild, then that's just going to be insane. You know, uh, holy shit. Uh, oh, wait. Here we go. That will be awesome.
1: That's, uh, ah, sorry, I'm, I'm sending them photos. I'm sending them
3: photos on the side here. And... Okay. No, 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 black oh, okay. All right.
1: Okay. Got it. That's kind it, of it. the spot back pattern. Yeah, that is interesting. Thing.
2: Yeah, it's like that little. It, and then it, that it other
1: one, it's super dark. dark. But it just didn't get together? Mm. Yeah. That, uh, that, those were the same thing two years apart, or one year apart, rather. Oh. So okay. The, the, okay. The smaller one's a female, the bigger one's a male. So we got it backwards, but I got a pair of them, so I can throw them during a few years and see what comes out of them. So huh. Yeah, I, I got weird little things like that where something weird pops out, but it happens again. I'm like, all right, I need to breed those together. So I got these couple little projects here and there that I just got to squeeze into the rest of the breedings. But I can, like I said, I have to pick and choose what I'm going to produce because I, really I don't want to let the uh, baby suffer from me not having enough energy or time to hold them. Right. And I also don't want to live in my snake room either because they do take time. Right. So. Yeah, hopefully oh, I, wow. I can get that together. Uh, like, if not, I can talk to somebody who's successful and see if they come up with something really cool.
3: Yeah.
2: For sure. really cool. Yeah. So what's the age that you, you shoot for with breeding these
1: guys? Like uh,
2: three years, four years?
1: Like seven, nine animals didn't breed until 2016. Um, Those 16 animals are going to breed in 2019. Uh, or 2020, rather. Um, so, like. Oh. Three and a okay. half, four years old. It just depends when the females start feeding. Um, the males, it doesn't seem to matter nearly as much. As long as they're over five foot, they're going to go. But the females, uh, I want to see them six and a half to seven foot. And they, they go long and lean as they're growing. And once they mm-hmm. reach, just, else, humans included. I was tall and skinny, and now I'm tall and not so skinny. I mean, they, they start to bulk up a little bit, and you see it. And that's what I look right. for is that little bit of bulking up you see them going to. Um, uh, everything needs a little bit of body fat to be able to reproduce. Sure. So if they don't have that, they're they're not going to do well. So I, I try to at least let them be old enough to where I see that bulking, hap- bulking happen. that's gotcha. an really amazing all in to breed last she was every bit of six and a half foot, but she just was still just a string. So, again, so this year, and she didn't bulk up that much, but she's definitely at the most weight on where I could consider trying her this year. Uh huh. So, it's, it's a combination of age, to, uh, also because of how it, if they start feeding, first feeding, the growth rate is exponentially greater. Than if I don't get them feeding until a month three. Okay. I mean, it's just ask how much more and faster they grow, and they don't have the stress of me grabbing them and manhandling them every week. So when right. you remove that stress, they go straight to growth. Also, it just I might not feel like trying to get more than one food item down their throat, but if they're feeding, I might throw them three or four. So a good, a good feeder started of young can. Probably get there in three years, but I still would probably push to four years. You know, it starts slow. You might have to wait six years. But I did. The good thing I changed up this year is I did start feeding them strongly. Um, I, I previously because of what I heard online, I, I and mean, the food I gave them and I'm slow to grow them up and all that. All that does is help out the guys already breeding them. I mean, the thing didn't seem to find anything special about that other than it took them longer to reach maturity.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you
1: know, the guys who are already breeding them, myself included, are grateful for another year without one more person trying to breed their babies. Mm-hmm. So, this, that's hmm. why I said the, the 2015 females, they started going and they're my 2016s are bigger than my 2014s that I've held back because just a different style of feeding I've done with them. Hmm. Obesity a consideration of these things until they're in that 10 or 7 foot range. Unless you're obnoxious and you pound the hell out of them with food. but so if you're feeding them like a regular normal snake keeper feeds their animals, and they're not going to become obese. Right. Okay.
2: Hmm. Awesome. Okay. Is there any other like uh, misconceptions that you hear about these guys? You know, uh, with with people at reptile shows asking questions about them or anything else that people
1: get messed up when it comes
2: to blackheads. Um,
1: the diet thing I think is a big thing. A lot of people have that misconception. uh, Some animals I brought in this year, the guys were feeding super light and. 2012 animals hadn't bred yet, and mm-hmm. they were barely going to be big enough to go this year, as it is with me feeding them much heavier. Um, mm-hmm. I think that plays such a huge role. Um, I don't know, feeding them small rats as adults just doesn't make sense to me. There's, I'm feeding bigger stuff to kalubas that are half the girth of them. I give them a, a medium to large rat a and, week, and they do great. So, they're not, I don't see anything obese, um, but I also give them a big cage and I give them a nice hot spot so they can cook it off. Right. And, and, and they the can move it off. I all this, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, when I have time, which not something I've had since right before, um, I didn't slam, but when I have time, I try to get them outside and let them fall around the yard a little bit. I just let right. them refit my good. dogs and leave some trails behind. <laughs> give him something
3: to give him something to chase. Yeah, I got you. All right yeah.
1: uh, now, there's cool. one of my profile pictures. If you look at, it, it's my dog just sitting on the side of my my hole I dug in my backyard that was supposed to be a pond three years ago. It's not a pond. <laughs> still a hole. Okay. <laughs> I, I, still a hole. But it's yeah. for throwing the snakes in, that I can keep an eye on. There's nowhere they can go. I there's no trees. There's nothing they can get into. It's just a damn hole. And my blackhead went into the corner of the hole. And my my English staff came and stood right on top of it and watched it. And she got bored, and she just, like, laid down on top of the hole right above where the snake was. And just she looked down every once in a while. So I snapped a photo of it. And yeah. I was like, oh, dog, so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, no one knows you a snake. The snake's right there. And <laughs> <foot long> on <python>. it. <laughs> <Huh. Yeah. laughs> uh, of course not. Right. God. God. That's you know,
3: cool. And one person did
1: notice it. You know, just your dog's gonna die.
3: You're like, no, like, no. Yeah, it, no. It, well,
0: I'm
3: I'm surprised people weren't getting on your case about the uh, animal, like the dog being close to the snake. Like, oh, is it is it dangerous? Kind of a deal. So,
1: yeah, uh, I, I expect yeah. that. I, I want to do feeding um, videos for how what I'm doing for uh, you know horse feeding and and, yeah. and everything feeding because it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain exactly what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's just the, the headache of eating it and not grabbing it and be like, okay, oh, he's jamming a fuzzy down <laughs> his throat and metal tools <laughs> in <No>. your arms. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I imagine somebody might get a little, I don't know, whatever. But that's what you got to do. I mean, obviously, you're it's working. You're having very good success with these things, so... Whatever.
1: Uh, it's, I want to do it, and I want to get the video. This day
0: and
1: age, you don't need the headache of investigations and fish and wildlife and right. police and whoever else. Right. But I want to open that book, you know, and I, I just don't need to. Do, it, I get crazy when I see people posting stuff online. It just, it's just horrible for the hobby. Like whether or right. not it's okay for us in the hobby to know about, it looks <laughs> that the optics are terrible. Don't tell yeah, other people.
0: Thing. Yeah. I'm like, why?
1: But I don't want to be that guy. So I just want to do it the right way. I just got to figure it out. But I do want like, um, my buddy, Matt Zavlowski, I explain to explain to what I'm doing. he tries to do what I'm saying, but he's not getting something. Right. He's still having problems with getting his babies going. I'm going to get you a video, then I'm like, I can right. send it to him directly, but I, I want to do one where I can post it online to everybody else. So, so like, right. the 60. I think the, the biggest knock on these things is people think they're difficult. And one difficulty to me is really the babies. And then some of the guys in California, theirs, uh, Todd Trowbridge, had his feeding come out the egg. Like, I, I asked him, like, what are, you, what are you doing to get your baby feeding? He was like, I, I give him a fuzzy. I'm like, yeah, but then what? And he's like, I, I put it in the cage? <laughs> they eat uh-huh. it? Yeah. And he's
0: like,
1: they eat it?
0: like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm an idiot.
1: And I'm like, no, dude, come on. There's got to be something. And he's like, no, just eat. I'm like, well, why aren't you saying that? Like, that should be in like your <laughs> advertising. Like, I eat out of the egg. I didn't know that. Right. I bought animals yeah. from him. I would have paid a double for that, man. <laughs> Hell yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can advertise with no problem. I, I mean, Jason, you becoming like a lot of times with some of the species that can be labeled difficult, you have like that one guy that everybody tries to get all their stuff from. Are you kind of becoming that guy? Like at Tinley Park, is everybody kind of attaching you with blackheads? Uh,
1: I think I'm just happy to be the one of the handful of guys producing this year. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't. Know. I. I think if uh, I had some more marketing style and and try to put clever names on my animals and name them something, I'd probably get further than just producing beautiful animals. But I just produce beautiful animals and and let them sell themselves. So I don't. I don't worry that much about that end of it. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's their entire thing is to have a gimmick and to be the to be the guy and you have to get my animals, mm-hmm. or, my, or your animals aren't going to do well. I uh, beautiful animals. You want beautiful animals? Come talk to me. And, you, know, you want to call them right. something special? Great. I, I, I have one of my friends that told her, "I says you need to call up some special line names for my animals." So I'm just not that clever.
0: <laughs>
3: you got to, got to give me the selling I could selling never point. be a ball python breeder. <laughs> <Yeah,
0: laughs> I could do ball python. Right.
3: Well, so, some some of those
1: morph names. Are just well, there's plenty of those. You so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a soul so, sucker. Well, real quickly, what idiot decided to name Ball Python names of existing? that are already out there, like Woma or Black Dead. Like, why is people calling me, asking me if, they, if I have any Womas? I say, yes, here you go. And they go, no, I want a Ball Python.
3: I hate that. They I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate you that.
1: You have any blackheads? Yes, I have beautiful here you go. No, I wanted a blackheaded ball python. That's just a ball python.
2: Yeah, Is call that? it that yeah, no. Oh, yeah, that's if I, if I never even if thought I of that. Cre- they took both of those names. Woman yeah. and Blackhead. Damn it.
3: If I ever create uh, a new yeah, morph yeah, of I, Carpet I, Python, I'm gonna call it the crested gecko. This way, everybody <laughs> has to be like, "Do you have a crested gecko?" <laughs> Why yes, here it is, and you're like an eight foot yeah. coastal. It's like, no,
2: oh, like, I wasn't crested.
3: Yeah, exactly. Nice. Screw this. I'm gonna do that.
2: <laughs> so, what was the? Yeah, do that. What was the interest like at Tinley? You know, when you were there, as far as the blackheads go, did you see a lot of people, like, saying, well, what is
1: that thing, or?
0: It's not
1: as bad. like the I, just ask. I can walk over and look at my table, and they say, are these pythons? Yeah. Why are they look so different than those pythons? And it's like the, the wave of all the bubble pythons. Like, There's more than one species of pythons. <laughs> but I mean, you get such a huge crowd and a lot of them are fairly well educated and the rest are right. just so overwhelmed they don't even ask the question so it's kind of good on both sides but right. um, I, I, I sell a pair there but I, I rarely ever I, I think I've sold a total of six or possibly I'll give myself the benefit of the doubt and say eight blackheads since 2009 at a show Okay. I think it's only day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just don't move at a show. People are dumb and walk through and they say, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I want it. I'm going to go buy that and ball pipe. Um, I can get it every single show. Despite I'm never going to see you in these blackheads again. <laughs> like, great plan. Yeah.
2: I know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well,
3: I... I I imagine, do you find the people who maybe have run into you at a show contact you later and purchase it privately?
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I, That's I've definitely sold okay. a ton of All of my blackheads because of shows. Okay. Um, but I've I've never sold them at this show with the exception of a, a handful of, like, six. And like, okay. Like, <laughs> right. A couple hundred produced. People the, they, they don't, they don't walk around with that kind of money. Um, right. Right. And they rarely, even, yeah, you know, the, maybe will take the credit cards. People still just don't, they don't want to make that leap. They want to think about it and mull it over. And then, yeah, a week or two later, or, or usually right about, right when, when shipping starts to shut down, they're like, hey, I really want to get a blackhead from you. I saw you at ten million And, uh, it's like, yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll ship it to you in April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can get it at the show.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that is coming very quickly. My favorite is, it's the week before Christmas. I'm going to buy this snake. You're going to ship it to me. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> great. Yeah, no. <laughs> so,
1: uh, but yeah. I have somebody messaging with you right now. I'm, I'm supposed to be shipping either tomorrow or next week. And then we both just realized next week's Thanksgiving. And, oh.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's, that's not yeah. good. No, you got to, if you're going to do it, it's got to go Monday. And, you know, even then, that's going to be dicey. So,
0: Jesus.
2: Yeah. So um one thing I did notice and I'm curious if uh, if this plays throughout like usually when you see gravid blackheads they're usually inverted basking belly up
0: mm-hmm.
2: is that is that a normal thing for blackheads?
1: Yeah, it's a terrifying thing every single huh. freaking time. To you, see think it. dead, right? <laughs>
0: you think it's dead, right? think it's the You're like, "Oh no." <laughs>
1: oh. Uh, Nine years, nine years in a row I've gone out there and just about crapped my pants at least <laughs> once a season, if not multiple times. Oh, and it's, it's always the female, I, I'm just like, this is the best female. Like, this is the number one female this year. And I'll walk out and she's flat on her back. and I'm like, come on. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't do anything. You have to reach in and, like, open the cage and poke them and just freak them the hell out. Right. <laughs> Like well, you freak me out. Computer So,
3: so they won't even like they'll just stay inverted. Like even if like you move around them, you actually like physically have to like touch them to get them to knock it the hell off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, 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 it <laughs> Like my stomach hits the floor, and it's like, come on. Please be alive. Please, be alive. Please oh. be alive. Wow. Oh, you're freaking out. Now you're freaking out. Okay. <laughs> and then at that point, the door's open. They go shooting out the door, and you catch them by, like, their belly full of eggs. And you're like, am I killing something? And you got to, like, kind of to around right. with them in your hand so you don't hurt them. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's a
1: scene for you. Oh, um, my I God. worth the uh, complete stress and insanity of it all. <laughs> Yeah, that with the wallums too. It's just it's, 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 it's insane when you see them.
2: I don't know what to do. With it. I've often wondered why they do that. Like, uh, you know, why them in particular, that species or the, that genus does that. I mean, some carpets do it, but yeah, but they don't I've go full invert. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Like, that, I mean, you see couple, it all yeah. the time with them. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen
3: I've seen a couple of coils turned up, but I've never seen like laying on their spine from like neck to tail. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's crazy once in a while, just to add <laughs> which, uh, to the effect.
3: Really? Like that's just oh, not no. fair. Yeah. Mouth that's open too. <laughs> that, oh, is, that is that is cruel because that's yeah. the first thing you look for is if it's a mouth wow. that's wide open. Now you know it's problems.
1: Yeah. not wide open, but oh. cracked just a little bit, like they're laying so in you know, position. Yeah. just
2: as bad. Just open, enough to like... make you shit your pants. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. Jack exactly. asses. Oh man. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm no, never doing blackheads.
3: But, I don't have the constitution for it. So you know. I can't
2: wait to get them, man. I, I had I had one before, and yeah, I can't wait to get them again, man. It's just a matter of time, but it's all white. I'll take the loops. From- Awesome snakes. Awesome snakes. So, if, if somebody wants to check out what you got going on, Jason, what, how can they get in touch with you? What what do you, where, where can they get you? I'm on
1: Facebook only. I'm, I'm an old man, apparently. <laughs>
2: you know, I you, yeah, you guys
1: ventured off to Instagram? Day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating it. I just, the time, I just don't. Like, I, I know it's not going to take that much extra time, but just the time to learn it, just like. And like <laughs> Here's the thing. Sense.
2: I'm going to tell you, I, I fought it too. I'm telling you what. You know how, like, you're probably like me. I'm kind of an old man too. But, like, <laughs> I don't want to be bothered with people's bullshit. I don't want to see their political views. I don't want to see people fight. Instagram is snake pictures. That's it. There's no. Oh, it's it's great. I really do love it, and you can hook it up, so when you post a pic to to Instagram, it automatically will post to your Facebook page, and you don't have
1: to worry about it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Like some 18-year-old kid did me a dissertation on Instagram this week. Oh, he did? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were going to say he gave it to
2: you on Facebook. (laughs)
1: No, like, I was, yeah, he gave another one on Facebook as well, too, but. Yeah, he, right. he had come in looking in for the um, my sulfuris, the, the yellow-bladed puffers. Um, uh-huh. He had thought my name, and he knew I was going to be there, and he knew my animals from Instagram, from someone else posting them there. Right. And you know, I started talking to him, and he had obviously just known my animals, knew that, you know, I'm so if, if you're on Facebook. He just no, I'm on Instagram. And then when he explained to me that he had seen my photos shared by somebody else over there, I'm like, okay, so um do, are do you have a fair I go, Yeah, but I haven't been on there in like six years and um, I'm like I don't know how to communicate with you man, I don't I <laughs> with you, you, know, you, know, you need the Instagram account. So you know, uh, you can check circle the rest of the world, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I for me though. I asked him if he's on uh I said, I haven't seen you on Facebook I you're my my niece decided to open a Facebook account, but if he didn't have one. It's like, no, I'm just so lame. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you are. My mom is. I'm like, all right,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Huh. Okay, so so it would be the, uh, you know,
0: what was it? Guess? Like Snakes Unlimited.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's. that's
0: uh, what about Jason it, has email? email uh, email
2: or should they just message you? A... Okay. Either way. Cool. All
1: right. And I, awesome. I have a horrible web page I haven't updated in two or three or four years, five years. Right. Well.
2: Yeah, well, most so, people do it on Facebook yeah. now anyway, so you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> True. Yeah, my wife just got me page and got everything rolling for me right as I started doing the Facebook a lot more heavily and like
2: hey, this is like six steps less. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Lazy, right? Yeah, cool. All right, well, yeah, I gotta, I gotta uh, cut out, the, and we're gonna cut off anyway in a couple minutes because I gotta go pick my wife up from the airport. But uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I appreciate oh, dear, you coming man. on, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, guys. we'll have to catch We've up with you. Awesome,
2: uh... awesome animals, man
3: catch up with you the next Tinley Park with uh, uh, all the blackheads and uh, you can tempt me with the uh, bird snakes. I mean, we'll just, we'll, I'll do that,
0: so.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I got to figure out when they're going to open booking for next fall show so I can try to get cables before they're sold out again. This, yeah. that's, that's, this year, Tinley, I walked in there and I was splitting the table with two other people and I had a foot and a half of space and the guy walked in next to the table next to us and made a comment about our stuff on his table. Do we want to buy it? And he didn't say it to me. He said to one of the guys I was sitting at the table with, I'm like, but was, was he serious or was he pissed all our crap was on his table? So it was like Friday during setup. Like, yeah. I don't
0: know. I
1: he might have been serious. So I messaged him and he was serious. I'm like, hey, hell yeah, here you go. I just throw <laughs> money at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, 300 Wow. Oh, weird. Just, yeah. We had to get the, the, the same thing. I just my own table.
2: Yeah, there was a per- there was a there was a person next to me and Jason, and they were there for Saturday, and at the end of the show, they're like, "If you want to take over this table, we're leaving," and wow. we we're like, "Okay," <laughs> but we didn't take it over. But we were yeah. just like, "Oh, oh okay." <laughs> Why would you leave but, halfway through? But whatever.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. The guys I, next to me did the same thing. They had some something to get to with their real life, and they're like, "Hey, it's, it's a reptile stuff. We got real life right. problems to take care of so right. the people on the other side of them took over their other table. So we got made out for he, he made all his table costs back. I paid him three and that guy paid him I think two hundred for just something. He made five hundred bucks just on table fees, Which is Go I think figure. the the real the real gimmick for uh this year's Finley is I'm just gonna buy as many tables as I can and i will offer a profit. <laughs> oh,
0: <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> smart plan yeah it's a good
3: idea yeah right. jesus
1: oh god awesome. i shouldn't joke about that somebody's actual money's gonna
2: yes
3: <laughs> yeah, someone's gonna do this yeah
1: that's this we're all bad. gonna be no.
2: paying some guy somewhere you know yeah let's no 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 do
3: not if you are listening and can do this please don't so yeah. all right
1: yeah <laughs> awesome all right guys Bye, i appreciate you had me on that was it was fun and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Look, look up to me next time you guys are at a show and say hi. I just
0: yeah. Bye. Yeah, man. absolutely.
1: Yeah. All
2: right.
3: Awesome. Well, you have a good night. All right. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Right. Yeah, you
2: yeah. too. Yeah. Very cool, man. Good yeah. good show to do right before uh you know, the Aussie trip and uh you know, I, I let you geek out a little bit with your colubrids in the middle there. Don't, I, I don't saw how throw you, me a bone. I saw how you don't, snuck in there. Don't do this.
3: <laughs> don't don't be like, Look, I let you speak colubrids so now you can't get mad that I'm going to no, Australia man. without you.
2: <laughs> I no, I'll tell you what. Um no. you would have been in heaven, man, if you would have saw some of the stuff that was on his table. You know, I mean, I talked about it when we came I, back from Tinley, but holy shit, man. Some of I, those dude, was. colubrids I, I, that I, he has,
3: just freaking I crumb. saw his table at Daytona, but I guess he didn't have as many. But, dude, I mean, yeah. I saw those bird snakes at Tinley when I went in March, and they're gorgeous. Like he said, like, somebody just attacked a snake with fruity pebbles. Like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh,
2: very On that cool. note,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, I, I, we can't do anything else to top it other than uh, no, make it's, a, pack it's by it now. Yeah, a showdown. Very good. So next week, um, yeah, next week it's just me and you. Um, yeah, you know, I'm sure you we'll have some topics. You can't yeah, book a guest. You
3: have to. Uh, you have to start packing.
2: And thinking. Well, yeah, I got. I got a pack, and next week is Thanksgiving, so right. obviously that's a huge it, time for me hey, and my job. It's not like you work in a
3: grocery stuff. store. It's like, oh, yeah. wait, that's right. You do. So yeah, yeah, so next week, it's just you and me. The week yeah, after that right. is the Bread Lie Roundtable. Yes. and the that's week after that, cool. we're, The week after that, we are on a m- <laughs> hiatus for one episode. Right. Yes. All right. Then you come back from Australia, and I stop crying into my cereal, and then we have a show after that one.
4: So, right.
2: okay, and then and then there's the holiday show, and then that's it. Oh my god! And we're done for the year. Yeah. So
3: close. So, yep. My father got mad at me that I didn't tell him that we were doing the anniversary show, so I have to tell him that the holiday <laughs> show is coming up.
2: So. Oh really? Yeah. So the so the one thing that we're gonna to try to do when we're in Australia. No, nah, I'm not gonna say it. I'll just I'll make yeah, don't say it. don't
3: Don't. I already say told it. you.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Don't. Yeah. Don't leave. Don't. Don't tell them. They don't need to know. Yeah. Yeah. That's man.
2: true. All right. Eric so
3: for is gonna to try to sneak uh, back in Bracada He's going to try to shut steal the hell them. up,
2: man. Don't If say you
3: like, are, dude, are you if you are the authorities a, of Australia, arrest this man.
2: So, all right. You're a f- <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs>
0: enjoy the strip shirts boys So
2: yeah very good well i I won't have anything so it don't matter yeah i know anyway (sighs) anyway all right um now i don't even know what i'm gonna say oh so so as far as the calendar casey will be back Um, I think he comes back sometimes next week and then I got to get him together. I got most of the, uh, everybody has pretty much emailed me picks uh, if they have a better, you know, uh, resolution, higher resolution of the pick. Um, Right. uh, I will uh, try to get to, there's probably a couple people that I still have to get in touch with. uh, And I'll try to seal that up this week. If you're interested in getting a copy of the calendar, uh we are doing pre orders. You can send uh me PayPal. Um it's fifteen dollars shipped in the US, twenty dollars shipped outside of the US, and it's Burke B U R K E P H I L A at Gmail dot com. Just be sure to include your name, your real name, so I know who you are. <laughs> uh, because, you know, obviously your my name, name is not yeah. Burke Phila <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um and uh be sure to include your address. And um yeah, that's it. Um, if you want to. Uh, and we're, I think I'm going to order about 100 of them. So, you know, okay. uh, we're trying to squeeze them out. As soon as uh, as I get in touch with him, uh, we'll get them done. Pretty fast turnaround time last time. And then yeah. we'll get them right out to you guys. Uh, and we'll have them to you by the new year.
0: By the um, new year, yep.
2: So if you're interested in that and you want to get, make sure you get one, uh, you know, pre-order, blah, blah, blah. Um, and as far as, um, for us, com and the email is info at com. Um, and for some reason I thought that that, so there's a way that you can hook up your, that email to your, to go to your Gmail. And for some reason okay. the, it, the Morelia Python radio one is not going to my Gmail. So I, I got to figure out how to do that. So, uh, okay. I've had, I went there the other day to look and there was some emails there and I was like, Oh shit, look at that crap. Okay. All right. So, uh, as far as myself, uh, is, uh, ebmuralia.com. My email is Eric at com. I'm pretty much not, I'm done shipping for the year. Uh, so, you know, cool, I'm going to grow yeah. up what I got. Um, mm-hmm. but if you're interested in something and you want to do a payment plan or something like that, just give me a, shoot me a message and, uh, We'll see what we can work out and get it chipped out by the spring. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll make a, a visitation at some kind of reptile show locally or something like that. My <laughs> God!
3: Well,
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
3: well, I uh, <clears throat> I have a table at the Oak Show in February. If you want oh, to come down, to, there you go. So yeah, you know, I'll, we'll be one of those, uh, I'll I'll try to put us next to Port City Pythons this time, so we can just annoy them the entire time. So, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um <laughs> so, <laughs> um, um, so yeah. yeah, that's all I got. Well, um the, dude, I mean, like I, I I'm kinda right there with you with shipment. I think I have one more that needs to go out that I'm gonna send out next week, but you do know that we're supposed to get like wintry mix and snow on Thursday, right?
2: I saw that.
3: And I wasn't yeah. sure if that
2: was real or not. Yeah. I was. What? <laughs> not you, that, imagine you know, it? I don't know. It's just weird. I looked at my phone and I'm like, is that <laughs> <a> no flake <laughs> I see? <laughs> like, yeah, so, right? um, I'm
3: probably going to pair up uh, on Thursday just to see. I'm going to try to capitalize on that. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway. Uh,
2: All right. Best of luck. This, we'll talk about it this, next week.
3: We will. Um, this <laughs> will probably be. Um, this week, as well as uh, I think next week before Thanksgiving, probably until about Wednesday, will be when I will shut down shipping as well. Depending on you know if it's seventy degrees around Christmas time again, I may reopen it. <laughs> so, um, but for right now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're we're kind of getting there. Uh, so obviously, there's animals all over the website, uh, which is up to date for the for sale page as well as the Facebook. Uh, rogue reptiles on facebook you can also go follow me on instagram which is my last name uh mcintyre m-c-i-n-t-y-r-e-o-j uh you can message me through there as uh well um and uh, for babies right now dude i have uh i have bread like caramels coastals head examic stuff and then i have two uh uh pure papa one pythons 100 percent het granite, uh, males right now. So, um, they're ready to roll yeah. too. Mm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I know.
3: It's so weird. Um, so <laughs> I mean, that's it. Uh, that's, uh, that's all we, and then of course, like I said, uh, I will be vending the February 2nd Oak show and that's the first show, uh, that I'll be doing in 2019. So that is all that we have for everybody. This episode, we'll say thank you all for listening, and we're going to catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.